0: Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones here with you. We want to take a moment before this week's episode of Trending in Education to acknowledge uh, the tragedy in Parkland, Florida last week, uh, the uh, mass shooting at a high school therein, and a trend that is obviously happening in education, Mike, that's something we are tracking and something we'll – Talk about later on as we do a little bit more research and hopefully get a guest or two on, but wanted to acknowledge it here and acknowledge that obviously our thoughts are, are with everyone affected by it. But uh, it is a trend in education and something that uh, does affect uh, uh, students and teachers alike, uh, educators down there in Florida and uh, ashamed to see it happen yet again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Um... You know, I, I, our show will pivot quickly into uh, the Winter Olympics, which is uh, something we recorded uh, really right around the time that this tragedy happened. And, uh, you know, so the show will get lighter shortly, but, uh, but obviously this is the type of topic that we want to recognize and uh, really think about uh, the victims uh, and many of the, the, the folks who showed, uh, you know, quiet heroism and uh, who we're starting to hear a little bit more from as well so um definitely something we want to continue to to track uh
2: brandon uh any thoughts uh from your side yeah it's just it's just hard man the uh i think it's hard when it's easier you know it's hard being an educator uh it's it's hard being a student i think it's uh, particularly you know in your in junior high high school um it's hard when it's easy and uh there are times when it's when it's you know even much uh less easy uh, obviously so yeah just um you know, our, our thoughts uh, are with the uh, families and the community, and the educators and the students. And um, you know, I don't know. There's a lot that a couple, three podcast hosts here uh, are are can do. Um, but uh, I, I did want to to let the you know our listeners know that we are we are thinking of uh, of the community. So, um, and and you know, I think a bridge to the to the Olympics topic, which we did record in advance of this there are things that bring, bring communities and nations and peoples together. And I think, um, you know, that's, uh, that's probably something that's needed, uh, right about now.
0: Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones with you talking about the Winter Olympics this week, and more importantly, uh, education surrounding it, uh, going to and coming out of the Olympics, and how uh, TV crews uh, got ready for the Olympics as well. But first and foremost, as always, Brandon, what's new in your world? What's exciting this week for you? I guess the Olympics are
2: on. There's all, I feel like there's always Olympics on wherever I go. Like, there's... yeah it it's, it's always on. Yeah, um, yeah. I love the Olympics.
1: <laughs> really? Well, your <laughs> your 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 paralinguistics are indicating otherwise. Your 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 inflections.
2: Yes. Uh they're fine. Yeah. It's they're fine. They're wonderful. I think I like the winter olympics better
0: than the summer olympics. I would agree. Um it's there's more fun. death-defying events in the Winter Olympics than in the Summer Olympics. I think yeah, it's I, more exciting. I think
2: that's right. I yeah. think that's
0: right. And there's all like you're always rooting for people to fall. Yes. Or I mean, like NASCAR.
1: No. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Right. It, it, it's uh, and it's also like, wow, they made that a sport there's a lot of that there's a lot of like the level to which they're like oh you can do that on a bobsled track yes let's give somebody a medal that's right you know it's like you feel like (laughs) some people were like having some beers at the top of the run and they're like i got an idea why don't you lie on your stomach on the loose this time it's like no way it's like yeah go for it skeleton next thing you know
2: yeah yeah so that's how i am i am
0: uh i am replete with the winter olympics and Michael, you, great with Winter Olympics. Yes. You made mention of, uh, hey, they made that uh, a competition. One, I do want to know how you're doing, but two, I know you're a big biathlon fan. Uh, where they combine cross-country skiing and shooting, well, that's got to be a, 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 it's a, it's an athletic portmanteau. Biathlon? Are oh, you talking to Mike, right? Yeah, I said, Michael. Oh, you know, I didn't know yeah, no yeah, we
2: missed, yeah. We missed it. But yeah, yeah, but now I, now I, is, do is know. You, hey. are you talking about the portmanteau of bi and athlon?
0: Well, I was saying, there's more like a, an, an analogy that it's a, combining two sports together to be one, much like oh, two right. to be words
1: be Words with prefixes are not necessarily portmanteaus. I think Absolutely. it wasn't.
0: Yeah, and there
1: are also compound words. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You, you know, they, we'll we'll go into depth on 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 all this stuff. Yeah, uh, at at a later date, we sure will. But uh, but yes, uh, thank you for asking, Dan. I was so actively engaging. In Brandon's response, that I lost track of the fact that you were actually <laughs> no longer talking to Brandon.
2: Da, 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 <laughs> yes, da, da. Exactly. The agony of defeat. But uh, here's one thing that I like. We're yeah. still we're still this is I'm not done telling you how I am, Dan. So, so we yeah. before we go on. The the Simpsons. Have you seen The Simpsons? I don't watch the I Simpsons. I have seen Simpsons, but the Simpsons. I don't yeah. watch it as much as I used to. The my, my favorite, maybe Simpsons, my favorite Simpsons line is about the Olympics. It's it's uh, winning glorious gold so so silver and shameful bronze <laughs> <laughs> like the, winning winning a bronze medal is shameful is is i think true and funny. yeah
1: well it's funny because i was watching the um i was watching some of the half pipe
2: mm. love me some half pipe. that's a good one that's admittedly a good one, one. that's yeah. like
1: winning like yeah. there should just be a half pipe network
2: americans are good at it too we're,
1: we're, we're really good yes. at it but i was watching it and like this guy came in fourth and i was like Fourth is either in the Olympics, it's either third loser or first loser, right? right? Like, it's like, you know, you lost. And Correct. it's just a question of whether being second loser and getting the bronze is, is
2: even not losing. I think right. if you come even in third place, you don't even call your mom to tell her. I think if you only, <laughs> it's only if it's a silver or gold. I think it probably
1: depends your country too. Cause I was watching a little bit of the, um, the skeleton you know like the the line on my stomach uh, on the louche uh, yeah. the loose thing going down and there was a guy from ghana on the skeleton and i was like he's the not surprisingly the first ghana guy to ride the skeleton." Yeah. the go figure when
2: you put get down on this louche going head first you're a, gonna be a ghana
1: There can't be a lot of that's good There can't be a lot of uh, i don't think there's a lot of louche courses in ghana there aren't but, but this guy it's like was
2: the jamaican bobsled team cool running
1: but if he got you know, it's like Eddie the Eagle when, uh, when the Brits had the, the ski jumper. And it's like, if, uh, if expectations are low enough, bronze is huge. True. But typically when you're talking about the uh, the creme de la creme.
2: You don't want to call your Norwegian mom if you get a bronze. Like, right. It, 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 like Norway? Right. The, all the medals. They're like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And the Dutch. But, uh, but the biathlon, Dan, getting back to your question. Love me some biathlon. Yeah. That's that's how I am. Cause like, cause the biathlon to me, it's it's the closest thing we have to like a Bond villain scenario, right? Like, like you're 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 at the Swiss chalet. I think there was even one of the Bond episodes, like multiple Bond. Yeah, episodes. I mean, there was another one I think where they were actually in. Uh, there, there are no. There's no
2: bobsledding.
1: Why is there no not bobsledding? Uh, snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. Why yeah. is there no snowmobiling? People haven't thought of it. It's Put the a chalet on the back of yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, but the biathlon, cool. The other thing I like about the biathlon is I'm, I think if you were to have like a survivalist, like a Hunger Game version of the Olympics, yes, the biathletes would do well, especially on a snowy mountain. Well, they have guns. So That's I feel, what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. they, they have a, a real advantage. I think the javelin team would do well.
2: They are in the summer. They're in the
1: summer. And yes. like, that's what I'm saying. If the, I bet on the biathletes uh, in the snow. You bet or, on people with in weapons, the, In the basically. tundra. Yeah. 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 How about yeah.
2: people with discuses?
1: Yeah. Or like, and the hammer throw, I think it'd be tough. The shot put, no real value. Yeah, no, you like, get one you, shot. Yeah, you're just, not going like, to give up your one shot. You can dodge a shot put. <laughs> yeah. you can, uh, but then they're big dudes, too. Anyway, that's what I think about the biathlon, Dan. And you're doing well, I hope. I am. I am. I got a lozenge, so I'm good.
0: All right. Uh, We have a few different articles to discuss here, uh, all surrounding education to uh, an extent. One I want to get to quickly and and move on to the others was the idea of the education of those going to the Olympics. The TV crew, Uh, there was a a local report out of Baton Rouge about a company down there who is an e-learning company, uh, Learning Sciences Corporation, who helped uh, teach individuals on television crews who were going overseas about the Olympics, about what the climate was like, and about South Korea at large. And I thought it was a really interesting uh, jumping-off point to this discussion of how they kicked off their introduction to the Olympics, Mike, were by e-learning, by getting on a computer and understanding the culture, the area, what they'd be expected to do. Um, I assume we'll see more and more of this as people travel and learn about different cultures, but really interesting to see it in practice here uh, for the uh, 2018 Olympics.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, e-learning is everywhere. Uh, and, uh, and we love it. Uh, I thought it'd be really interesting to make this course available to, to lay folk. Like, so if you want to understand what you need to know about the Olympics and like how they're prepping, uh, particularly athletes, uh, but also I imagine the production crew, but, um, you know, what's involved in that lesson plan? Like, what do you really want to teach somebody? Uh, and, uh, you know, how uh how keeping it real, keeping it a hundred did uh did this e learning uh course get? You know, because like there's there's what goes into the the sort of the compliance training, and then there's what you really need to know. And I get the sense that this was more to kind of like check off uh a compliance, you know, checkbox to say, Yes, I'm trained. But, uh, but if you wanted to go next level, I imagine there'd be a lot more about what, here's what you really need to know uh, for an insider.
2: Any thoughts, Brandon? Well, first of all, I'll admit, I, when I read this article, I thought I was talking about a baton rogue. I thought this was uh, something that you could, in the Summer Olympics, in the relay, yeah. could really uh, sure. thwart you. go
1: rogue with a baton. Who knows what's going to happen?
2: But now I've, I've been learned. Um, yeah. I was, I was interested The the uh, contract they got was a hundred grand keeping yeah. it hundred speaking it of at which hundred K um, that doesn't seem like that much for, to educate these 4,000, 4,000 production crew members um, broadcast folks. Uh, so I, I do, I wonder if this is, and I'm not trying to throw shade here, but I, I wonder if this is just perfunctory like you got to check a box and like, yeah. or how um, turnkey this was. I mean, it talks about, Maps of uh, of the area that you can save and store to your to your phone Um, But I do do think it's interesting about thinking about um, The e-learning course that is even if it's made for compliance purposes uh, thinking about Those baton rogues uh, making it extensible to a broader population. I think that that is interesting. Yeah, um, there's definitely. Well, I think we'll talk about learning around the Olympics. Yes. Um, I have a childhood story to share about Ooh. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the learning this this e learning and repurposability of this uh, I think is is pretty interesting. Yeah, and
1: and, and even like the um, for me it's like any like simulations are really fascinating to me these days too. And like the more that the the viewer can feel immersed in the experience and try to understand what it. Both what it would feel like to be an athlete, but honestly, the production level is so off the charts for a lot of these sports that like even understanding what it would be like to be like a camera person or a director who's kind of like choosing which shot to cut to during the Olympics. I would get into that, mm. you know, so uh, NBC, assuming uh, assuming you're going to continue to do this, you know, maybe you and the the, the USOC can kind of hook me up with that for, yeah. for next go around. Plus, I think maybe, maybe Kaplan, maybe we bid for, uh, I don't know where we're going in 2020, but, uh, but maybe we put a little, you know, put the Baton Rogues uh, on notice and say, you know, we're ready, uh, we're ready to rock some uh, learning objectives. I like it. You know?
2: Hey, I also, here's another personal interest story. I lived for a time with a guy who is the head of the NBC Olympics site. Okay. Their website. Nice. Yeah. He works for um, NBC.
1: We got an in, we got an end.
2: We have an end. Nice. I mean, it's nice. been a while since I've talked to you, Dave. But like, yeah. uh, if you're listening, yeah. um, And if and you're sure not, be. you'll never know. This is just lost in the ether. Yeah. But uh, the, like the the work, it, just thinking about the the humans involved, like the work every four years for him, and he's done this for I think this is probably his. Um, you know, he does the winter and the summer, but he uh, the the time that he has spent on that is uh, is pretty that the whole crew spends around it is really significant. It's crazy.
0: Uh, And, Brandon, you made mention of uh, learning around the Olympics. Another article from the New York Times is uh, lesson planning around the Olympics. And I think uh, this we've seen across any number of lesson plans using a a world event or some major uh, uh, happening in the world to help teach classroom. But this really breaks down a couple of different levels uh, of how you can use it in different uh, phases of the classroom. I I really found most interesting the physics aspect of it and now with technology you can really see on multiple broadcasts and also uh, highlight uh, films where they really break down the the spin rate of a figure, figure skater or the launch rate of uh, one of the uh, downhill skiers or whatever it might be. Uh, anything here from this New York Times article or from your your own history that you appreciate from uh, using the Olympics to, to have teachable moments in the classroom?
2: Yeah, that's, this is where my, my childhood story was coming in. A wee Brandon Jones at one point um, was uh, – it, it must have been – I was trying to think. So it would have been – because the Olympics used to be on every other year. Meaning, sorry, um, the winter and, and... yes, No, the winter and summer Olympics used to be the same year. Same That's year, it was. and then they went off cycle. Right. Yeah. So this must have been 1988, potentially? Seoul? Could have been. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we all drew in, in my whatever grade class I was in. Maybe it was 84. I don't think it was 84. 84 is Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I think it must have been 88. Uh, we all drew countries um, that would be our countries that we'd be like learning about and repping. Yep. In the in the summer Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, I like where this is going. And mine were maybe it was winter Olympics. My, mine were Sweden. Okay. And Guam. Nice. So I can remember those were my two. So yeah. so by the way, uh, teachable in terms of teachable moments, I don't know if it's just that that lesson planning was particularly well designed. Yeah. if It was that. Um, uh, but I, I think it actually, it's possible that the, the explanation is that it's just really kind of cool as a kid to sure. be learning about this. There's geography, there's yeah. physics, there's flags. flags. Um, I feel like I kind of got a bad draw, like yeah. no offense, Sweden right. and Guam. Right. But like other people do like China Yeah. or like the United States of America. Sure. But um, I I feel like I have I've been to Sweden. I, I'm planning to go to Guam later this year. Um, for real? No, not the only one of those parts is true. <laughs> okay. Uh, I haven't been to Sweden. Um, no. no, the uh, I, I like I, I I have felt an affinity for these these countries, and, and I yeah. can still remember it to this day. So uh, the the teachable, and we can get into some of the things that uh, I mentioned a couple, but some of the things you can teach around. Sure. Uh, I think the teachable moments for the for the Olympics are pretty cool because you can tether to something that. Unless you're me, and I'm like, meh, Olympics. Um, that, uh, that 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 peop- that that kids can really enjoy. Yeah, and
1: d- does Guam get independent representation? They did. I mean, ah. they did in that. Uh, yeah. I mean,
2: it's is it a, a U.S. protectorate? I
1: thought that was what I was going to be my guess. Yeah. So yeah. They,
2: they were rep- they were repping the nice. 1988 Olympics.
1: Yeah, but like once you're at the Puerto Rico level. They're they just rolled into the regular uh, rotation. I think that's right. And yeah,
2: there is a difference. I think like, like U.S. Virgin Islands gets to compete separately. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There's uh, there's stuff yeah. related to all that. Uh, but but yeah, like the lesson plans, uh, Dan, physics. It's like sports science. We've talked about it. Like if you already love the sports, you want to learn the science.
2: There's all sorts of things. that I know you said Dan, but I'm just going to respond. Well, Dan
1: Dan was nodding.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, form for the factor. listeners. Again, for the yeah. listeners yeah. Just keep nodding, Dan. Yeah. Um, the, uh, this, there's a New York Times article that, that Dan can um, put. <laughs> not, you, you are the gold sure. medalist of glossary building, by the way, that you, you can stand on the podium ceremony and then post this link to, um, yeah. to the Times article. But um, a couple of things that I thought were interesting that came out of there was uh, writing. Sure. Right. You can evaluate sports writing. Sports writing is different than some other kinds of writing. And there's a lot of it, obviously, around the um, the Olympics. This is a list. I'm ready to just go through it. Yeah. Uh, that was number one. Number two, global politics. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's lots to be learned there. And, mm-hmm. and every two years, you I mean, get a different global political situation. Korea
1: to, is a very... Uh, Fraught location it to is. host the Olympics, and it's
2: been pretty interesting with uh, with the uh, athletes competing together. Sure, some of the yeah. you know, like the, the the pop uh, uh, North Korean uh, group coming down and performing. Yeah, and, like
1: the cheer squad.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, uh, three design and fashion. Sure. So I didn't think I don't think that I knew that the um, uh, some of the different uh, outfits that were outfitting people in outfits. Um, like high fashion. Stuff. Ralph Lauren, right? Yeah. Ralph Lauren. I also, I remember
1: I was watching a little bit of the, the men's ski uh, speed skating the other day. And I think the Dutch were doing quite well. And they were saying that research showed that you skate faster when you wear blue and, there's, that, and there's a color blue. Is that what Katie Couric said? <laughs> that, that's what they said. They were trying to fill time, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, fashion Katie Couric
2: uh, skipped the course I think, probably. (laughs) Because remember, she said that they they go faster because they skate to work all the time the Dutch. <laughs> I
1: might have missed that part yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: but it's not just it's not just Ralph Lauren who I guess I would say is fine uh, yeah he's the Olympics of fashion I think sure you know it's, <laughs> meh. Um, uh, Giorgio Armani Ar- Armani Prada like that's right. those that's that's some real brands yeah there. Not,
1: not to mention some space age uh, textiles and uh, polymers yes. right like the, to, to breathe differently and get the, the aerodynamics and whatnot. yes but you're in the middle of a listicle please continue yes
2: uh ones that you can probably imagine since i mentioned them already geography sure right like there's a lot of teachable moments around geography uh, physics we've talked about vex vexillology wasn't listed but it's 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 part of it. it's there wave that flag hi um argument writing and discussion that's similar probably to the sports writing but like constructing an argument around some of the you know uh, the things that we talked about, geopolitical, geopolitical conflict, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And then specifically the location, this time South Korea. I think all of those, as evidenced by my memory of the 1988 uh, Olympic Games and what was happening in my classroom, I think all of those are are pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah. Um,
0: I uh, I love that we have the synergy of the, the the 88 games being in South Korea, the 2018 being South Korea. It's all coming together for Brandon here uh, yeah. about South Korea and the events of the Olympics there. I think you're going to be a bigger fan of the Olympics moving forward, Brandon. Go in 1988, Guam. Go. in 1988, Guam did not finish better than 36th in any of the events they entered. Yeah, uh, that's basically
2: uh, like you sort of took on the performance of the countries that you had drawn. So like. I didn't know better right. than 36. Did you dress up in traditional
1: Guamies uh, garb?
0: Still do. Yes, I
1: was wondering. I was going to ask.
0: And uh, another uh, article uh, from the Atlantic, and if uh, I, I've actually of late really enjoyed the Atlantic, their education section is is very strong. And if you are looking for uh, articles, aside from going to the glossary, uh, theatlantic.com slash education has a, a great cross-section of education articles. Uh, one that I think is... Uh, can span a couple of different discussions, but for, for here and now talking uh, Mike about athletes after the Olympics. And these are athletes who have trained their entire lives. There's another article that I'm not sure if we'll have time for about, you know, how to train an Olympic athlete basically as a parent or as a trainer to, to get to them. Maybe we'll share that separately, but um, you've dedicated your life to this. Maybe you haven't gone to high school. You've gotten private tutors. You've gone through all this and now the Olympics are over. What happens next? Like, how do you make that transition? We see it a lot with other athletes, NFL, NBA, whatever it may be. But it seems like, and this article kind of hammered it home for me, that it might be even more difficult with the dedication level that goes into the Olympics and then coming off of the Olympics. There's not much support or until recently hasn't been much support education-wise for these athletes.
1: Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really interesting to kind of humanize it and also put the U.S. approach in contrast to other uh, other countries, where uh, at least the article was saying that our individualistic uh, orientation sort of tran- translates into providing less centralized support for our athletes. Although it does sound like that's beginning to change, based on what I what I could could gather out of the article, um, it is interesting to think about the level of sacrifice that has to go in. To com- just to make the team uh, and then compete, you know, they talked about a lot of uh, a lot of students have to, you know, they take more years to get through uh, to get their, their, their undergraduate degree. Uh, that many of them are homeschooled. Uh, you know, they're making sacrifices throughout their lives to kind of reach this pinnacle uh, where, to really, regardless of how they perform, even if they perform well, you know, like let's say you medal in uh, the biathlon you know, as a, as an American, I don't think that's ever happened, but let's say it happens, you know, you're still kind of scuffling for the next four years to figure out, you know, how do I, how am I going to, how am I going to stay afloat? Like how much, how much can I continue to pursue this dream? And then there's a point at which you can no longer pursue that dream. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, I think historically, we haven't always provided the best uh, tools for folks to sort of reacclimate uh, on the other side. It almost reminds me of uh, some of the challenges our, our veterans face, although it's a, it's obviously a very different uh, context, but it's like going from being this sort of special status in some ways, like an athletic warrior who sort of, you know, thank you for your service kind of gig, and then to uh, to come back, and then you're just kind of especially if you're not like a champion, it's different if you're on a Wheaties box, but like, if you've just been sacrificing your whole life to be like a mid tier Olympian, psychologically, that's hard. And then you're sort of, you're outside of a traditional upbringing. So like finding the right tools to get in, uh, I think it's tough, but, um, but I was interested, uh, Brandon, I'd be curious, uh, your take, like i I think we're ready to hire some Olympians, you know, like, I, I feel like we could, uh, you know, like, uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, a, a host maybe we could hire.
2: I, I think so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. ABC I'll always be i Yeah. I'm, I'm, if there are any winter Olympians listening right now, yeah. Thank you for listening during, I hope that your training is going well. Right. Um, yeah, we're always, we're always hiring. Right. Hey, another thing that I, I was wondering, speaking of education and, and uh, the Olympics, uh, sort of obliquely um if we wanted to the three of us become olympic athletes yeah right now mm-hmm. uh what sport is most likely like what, what do we have the best shot at it's
1: gotta still be curling right that's my go-to yes. answer I, always you know i
2: think curling is is probably right yeah uh probably just curling right i mean like <laughs> could it be i feel like biathlon you got to be really fit
1: oh my god plus you gotta so have sure. good aim and
2: like it's yeah.
1: cardio but we
2: could you could find like you i don't know how, how often you've you've you know gone biathloning but like you could find that maybe you're a lousy skier but you could be a great shot right right it's true and that could happen it's later true. in it's life it's possible
1: i like thank yeah. you thank you for that that's possible so curling curling it is i think it's really curling yeah. i saw there's a there's a, there's a bar nearby in New York that is, uh, is offering, uh, what they're calling street curling. Mm. So like there, the terrace is being transformed into a street curling, uh, location. Got it. Where you can go there and I guess not on ice, you can curl. It seems like, less fun, but it's, it's, it sounds. I
2: still do. It. I, I mean, I'm, I'm do, in, I'm in, but
1: the ice part is interesting. Yeah. And especially I'm fascinated by curling. I could keep going, but, uh the fact that they don't wear skates,
0: you know, no, they're, they're sneakers, on ice and they wear so. sneakers
1: on ice. Yeah. Go for it. I, uh, I,
0: it sounds dangerous to do that in New York city. I just fe- see things like flying off an edge or, or whatever yeah. it might be. But uh, the, my wife went curling when she, uh, she did a, a, a tour of a children's theater show. She did curling in Minnesota, I believe. And uh, was told by a curling professional there that if the curling facility doesn't have a bar on the ice, it's not worth its salt. So mm. I, I think for me, Th- that's where I would belong. I-, I think of all the, the athletic uh, competitions or I mean, the skeleton just point me in the right direction. I'll hold on for dear life and, yeah. and I'll see what happens. at the Maybe
1: end. maybe like the brakeman in a bobsled or so there's got to be like somebody like the least effective
0: <laughs> on a bad bobsled team. The thing about the skeleton is you could definitely do it once. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I got I one kidding. good run to me, Brandon. That's right. I got one that's- good run.
1: I was thinking, well, first off, while we're talking skeleton, I know we're at the this sort of like the free association part of the show. Actually, that's kind of it cool. It is now. That's, that's the whole show. <laughs> but uh, but I was very impressed by the Korean athlete who was wearing the Iron Man helmet uh, on the the skeleton. So he's bobsledding head first, and he looks like Tony Stark. And then I was also thinking that um, it'd be kind of fun to, to put uh, – put the the 10 pins of the bowling uh right bowling alley right at the end of the skeleton run yes so like it kind of needs a bang up finish (laughs) yeah because it's not uh, exciting add some strategy to
2: it just a matter of his point of correction here before i don't know dan if you're telling like we probably are running out of time but um A point of correction, the 1988, it was 1988 that I was remembering from my 1988 classroom, but it was, of course, because I wasn't at school in the summer. Yeah, it was Calgary. Yeah, it was uh, the 1988 uh, Winter Olympics in Calgary. Calgary. And uh, Guam sent their first, and as of at least 2014, only ever Winter Olympian. Okay. Oh, wow, this is awesome. A uh, Michigan-born biathlete. Nice. Yes. It all ties together. It all ties together. Who had moved to Guam seven years earlier. He qualified uh, three days before the opening ceremony. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. So they had one, they sent one athlete and they have never sent another. Wow. What's amazing is off our conversation is he took a year off from work to qualify. Like he wasn't a biathlete leading up to it. Um, he decided to take off. He was 39 years old. Oh wow! When he went, it's still 19. possible
2: you could. I mean, he he finished 71st. Uh huh. So, um, and it's only it was only 45 minutes worth of of activity. Huh. huh. I think it's. I'm saying biathlon is like it's a. Uh, it's a long shot for us, <laughs> but
0: I, I wouldn't count that out. All right from, uh, if you want to keep track of our attempt to make the 2022 Winter Olympics, uh, follow us on Twitter, of course, at Trending in Ed. Uh, You can find us at TrendingInEd.com and on Facebook at the same. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk more uh, about education, the education space right here on Trending in Education.